And now, from the Room 111 Studios, it's Hacking Engagement with James Sternovich. What up, listener? Welcome back to the Hacking Engagement Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. You know, it's really beautiful in the state of Ohio in the month of May. Now, we can't say that very often in the state of Ohio. I mean, we have some pretty rough weather, particularly in the wintertime. But man, spring and fall are just gorgeous around here. So I'm in a great mood. And, you know, school's winding down. That's another reason to be in a great mood. And I love today's topic. But I also love... The idea that at at this juncture in human evolution, we are allowed to use music-on-demand tools like Pandora and Spotify. Man, do I love Spotify. Whew! You know, I have parties and I put on some of my old-school jams and it it does the trick. (laughs) And the great thing about Spotify or Pandora is the ability to personalize my musical consumption. You know, back when I was in high school, if bad song came on, you were stuck listening to it. That's no longer the case. And it's no longer the case academically because the same thing that we can do with music, we can now do for learning. And this episode is all about how to create class playlists. Doesn't that have an interesting ring to it? I'm going to have some help in this quest, in this noble quest. I've got Tracy Enos, whom you might remember from an earlier episode, and her twin sister, Heather Roberti. These two are the women of West Warwick, Rhode Island, and they're going to come on today, and they're going to explain how you can create class playlists, man. Buckle up. You're going to love this episode. Hey there, listener. Please check out my book, 50 Tips and Tools to Engage Teachers and Learners Daily. It's available on Amazon.com as of late summer of 2016. And also check out hacklearning.org for a cornucopia of teacher empowerment resources. Okay, let's get back to the solutions part of the Hacking Engagement Podcast. So here we are in the Room 111 studios, and uh, man, I'm going out east again to uh, God's country. <laughs> we're going out we're going out east to West Warwick, Rhode Island, and we're going to talk to the women of West Warwick. That has a nice ring to it. There you go. And, and and you know, I'm from Ohio. I'm from the I'm from the prairie, you know. I mean, I talk to someone from New England, I feel stupid because mm-hmm. they, you know, there there's where all the smart people live. So that's why I'm going out to uh Rhode Island today to talk to the smart people. And what's cool <laughs> about this is these young women are sisters. And if I'm not mistaken, they're twins. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. We, identical twins. Identical twins. Although I can tell a slight difference in their voice, which is crucial because I can't see their faces. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to put up pictures. It's yeah. a double, double mint episode of Hacking Engagement. And, today. and I have to say something. I'm talking to Trina. I know Trina. This, Trina, this is Tracy Enos. I like your Skype picture. Looking good, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm talking to Tracy Enos, who's a eighth grade? Yep, eighth grade. Eighth grade language arts teacher. And then yep. and right beside her is her sister, who's named Heather Roberti. And yep. she is in the process of going from math teacher to elementary guidance to high school or middle guidance. 
Heather, is that accurate? Well, I, well, there's one more I'm going to put in between. So in September, I'm excited because I will have a new possession. I'm teaching a STEM class in wow. the middle. Wow. So, well, you know math what? guidance to STEM. Well, what I feel good about this is sometimes, and I, I just did an episode last week where I had on a physics teacher. Sometimes I get a little too humanities oriented. So it's very important to uh, bring on folks from math and science. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and Trinos, you're you're like you're like an old friend. Uh, you're always welcome. I don't even need to say it to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I brought these wonderful young women on today because they're going to talk about something that I think is really relevant to young people. It's relevant to older folks like me because, you know, when I have a party and I put on Spotify, I've got about seven playlists, and these playlists get it done. <laughs> they get people moving at my parties. And I've got my 1970s and 80s R&B jam. I've got dad's old school jams. That sounds kind of creepy, actually. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got dad's slow jams. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I have to share this with my kids. But playlists are awesome. And so these women are talking about taking this awesome concept, this popular culture concept, and applying it to the classroom. And I can't fathom how they're going to do this. How in the world, ladies... Would you take this concept of playlists and apply it to the classroom? What are we talking about? Well, um, as a math teacher, that's where I began. Um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to think out of the box <clears throat> in terms of teaching class um, because the traditional way wasn't working for all of the students. So I wanted to figure out something that would. And this is when you're working predominantly freshmen. Yep. Right? Mostly, okay. Yeah, mostly freshmen at that point. Um, so I wanted to do the playlists because I wanted the kids to be a little bit more independent and have more um, choice in what they were doing. And it also allowed the students to move at their own pace. Uh, and then it allowed me to help the students who needed help more. Um, so it didn't lock everybody into the same section every single day, the same assignment. The, uh, the playlist helped me to um, uh, deliver it based on what they needed. Well, that's beautiful because some of my playlists my wife is not fond of. <laughs> so when I'm outside and I'm... Uh, fertilizing the lawn, I, I can listen to some of my heavy R&B, which you know, she doesn't care much about. So your students can choose the playlist that fits their needs, correct? Yep, mm -hmm. exactly. So tell me what exactly they are, because I can visualize a musical playlist. What's a playlist look like in a, in a class? Um, for me, it, it would be based on a section. Um, when I was doing the math, I had one section for each playlist. Um, so the beginning was like a review assignment and a lot, I'm, I'm, I love digital tools that keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of like using digital different things, um, like brain rush, formative ed puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, so we typically started off with a review assignment and then my notes, um, I gave them, uh, in ed puzzle. Um, I would videotape myself giving the notes, which I loved and the kids loved too, because at that point they could pause it, they could rewind it, they could have access to it anytime they needed to. Yep. I was able to use Edpuzzle's question features in order to assess how they understood. Right. So once they reached, once they finished the notes, they would come up to me and we would talk about their answers in Edpuzzle to make sure they understood it. Um, and then they would get some practice time that differed on a whole bunch of different things. I was able to put in videos and, and things like that for them to look at. One of my favorite parts is at the end, I would give them a form, a Google form, and I would say, you know, take this to see if you're ready to to try to meet the standards. At the end of each section, they had to meet the standards. Um, so they would take the little, I called it like the, are you ready for them? 
And then they would come see me. And uh, Google Forms is so nice because, you know, I could see right away how they did. Um, and then I showed them how they did. And if they were ready, then they could take the assessment to try to meet the standards. And if they weren't ready, then they can get more practice. And it just that was the, one of the biggest things that amazed me is kids were literally some of them would be like, mm, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to take that assessment. Can you give me more practice work? So I had students literally taking such good ownership of what they were doing that they wanted to do more math homework to make sure that they were ready. How many um, kids did you have in a class? I have about 20, What was your biggest? What was your biggest class? About 26 is our limit. So 26 okay. is the limit. So what we took is we took Heather Roberti and we multiplied. I'm going to get mathematical on you here. We multiplied you by 26. Exactly. <laughs> and all of a sudden these kids have a one-on-one experience with you that you've created this experience for them to have, and they did it at their own pace. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a little it's a little confusing as a teacher at first because we are used to everybody doing the same exact thing at the same time. So I had to get used to it. I had to come up with different like organizational um, mm-hmm. techniques that would help. Um, but the kids loved it, and it was just nice because the kids, once they met those standards, they could move on to the next session. So even if the other part of the class is still working on section one one, they're ready. They can go to section one two. They don't have to wait for everybody. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question to you here. Mm-hmm. You have one kid that just burns through your playlist. I mean, just just smokes your playlist. <laughs> I mean, they're done. Like, how did you get done that fast? I mean, they just fly through your playlist. You have another student over here who's not getting through your playlist. Is that tough to manage? Well, actually, that's the, to me, in English, it's a little bit different than math. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not leveled at all in my classes, so I've got a wide variety of classes. So literally, the playlists themselves are just, it's just a a list of activities on a Google Doc. So, Mm -hmm. and I, we push those out through Google Classroom. So since each student is given their own Google Doc, I can individualize all of the activities. Mm-hmm. So if we're working on a writing assessment or, and some kids are still, you know, they're struggling with punctuation and other kids have a more sophisticated skills that they're working on, I can individualize that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like seamless differentiation. So kids are not flying through things necessarily because I'm challenging them in different ways in the playlist themselves by changing them and modifying. You know, some kids can skip steps. A lot of steps, it's like Heather said, work until you feel comfortable with this and then move on. Um, so I can, you know, alternate that and give them different focuses Beautiful. to work. So in, so in Ali Iannucci yes, and, she, she, and, and Hannah Fox are just burning through your uh, that, your, your playlist, you, you can change, you can adapt. Exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> and if we do something like grammar, where it is more kind of structured, I just, you know, I've got a bunch of grammar playlists. I'm just going to keep hitting it. I always tell them, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you go as far as you can, you know, keep going and I'm going to keep up with you. But mm-hmm. um, that it's the beauty of the, you know, blended learning allows that seamless differentiation that we can adjust and meet these kids instead of like Heather said, waiting until everyone gets this. Okay. Now we're going to move on. You know, they can fly through. It's beautiful. All right. So I'm looking at these ladies playlists and I'm going to provide a link. So you all listeners can look at some of their playlists. And one thing that was really interesting, we're talking before we came on and it's obvious to me that some of the playlists are a little older than some of the others. Because yep. the newer ones are prettier. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so to talk about HyperDocs and how you yeah. and how you've used HyperDocs as a template to make really pretty playlists. <laughs> 
Well, with that, I had to do that when I went to the elementary school because I, 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 in guidance, I was a specialist. So I only saw the kids once a week. Yeah. So I would start off by creating a playlist for them, but they wouldn't finish it in one class, mm-hmm. which happened in the math room too. It might take them, you know, four or five periods to finish a playlist. So what, what would happen is the kids would kind of forget a week would, whole week would go by. Then they have to go back to it. They didn't remember what they were doing. It wasn't as engaging anymore because so much time lapsed in between our classes. Right. So that's when I wanted to do the hyperdoc instead. So a hyperdoc is just kind of like a lesson plan, like a one day. That's the way I used it, like a one day lesson plan um, with all like the Bloom's taxonomy levels built right into it. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> keep, keep going. I love them. And because um, because I did work with elementary school, I wanted it to look very visually appealing. Um, so that's why I worked. I worked hard on the way that it looked, too. And the kids are cute. They would open up. Hyperdoc, and they'd be like, "Oh, I love this game," and I'm like, "Again, this is your assignment." And they're like, "Oh, we're engaged right away." <laughs> right, and you know, it's something that uh, uh, this is what I like to think of, like a hyperdoc. And it sounds like you're doing this with a playlist too. Uh, a couple years ago, I was looking at some of my assignments on Google Classroom, and I just had this massive amount of stuff you know, just stacked up underneath one another. And I, and I started using hyperdocs and now all of a sudden it's, it's organized and it's attractive and it's in one, one document. And I like that a lot better. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, let's say that someone walks into your classroom and your students are just jamming to their playlists and what's someone going to see? Well, in my room, we are, we're actually, we're in the middle of playlists today. Today is our last study to do our argument writing playlist. So if you were to walk into my room, you'd see different students who are working independently on their revisions. Some kids might be watching an Ed Puzzle lesson. Um, I think collaboration is huge. So some kids might be, you know, working in small groups, depending on mm-hmm. um whatever revision activities that they're doing, I try to individualize it all. So it's really going to be a wide variety. But the biggest thing that I think stands out to me is the engagement. Right. So the kids are, for the most part, 100% engaged because they know exactly what needs to be done. You know, it's right there in front of, there's no lag time as they're waiting for someone else to catch up, but they're focused and engaged. And I know with my playlist, there's usually a lot of choice as well. So they have a lot of authority and um, ownership over what they do. So it's going to be, you know, there's some small groups, there's some big groups. I'm walking around like a waitress is usually <laughs> what I'm, I'm going to this group, to this group, and I get so much one-on-one time with the kids. It's fantastic. Um, but it probably might look a little bit chaotic to some um, if they're walking through, but there's a lot of... Um, you know, there's, you know, there might be like seven different mini lessons, like you said, um, seven little missinuses all around, you know, <laughs> That's awesome. and, and kind of doing different things. Yeah. So it's fantastic. So it's pretty exciting. All right. Also, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more. I just think the collaboration part is important too. So like if you walk into one of my guidance classes, you'll see kids collaborating, not with just people in their class, not with just people in their grade, but I do two schools. So they, they have the chance to collaborate and look at responses and base their answers on students that they're not even in the same class or school with, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. You know, it's so hard for a lot of people who have been out of education to really visualize this, but things are changing so fast. And I, and I really think that this concept of self-directed learning is just, it's just the way things are going. I mean, if you're, if you're battling against this, you're battling against history. You're not going to win either. 
So, yeah. I, so I'm really on board with what you ladies are doing. I want you, as we close out here, to give teachers a piece of advice, something they can do tomorrow to take a first step towards making their class like the wonderful classes you described. My piece of advice would be to go with a hyperdoc at first because mm-hmm. simplify it to one lesson. Yeah. So, like think about one lesson that you want to do and, and you just use those, like you said, a lot of they have the templates, so they're headings. So like how do you want to engage at the beginning? How do they want to um, learn from the expert? How do they want to collaborate and reflect or something like that? Um, you can just use it just for one lesson. So really mm-hmm. start start small. Yeah, yeah, start okay. small. And, and I'm going to put a link on my show notes. to I use hyperdocs. The Hyperdocs Girls, isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Yes. The <laughs> bless, yep. bless your heart, Hyperdocs Girls. If you're listening, we love you. <laughs> All right. For me, and my and my suggestion would be, you know, this is what it spurred me to do this. Uh-huh. You know, just fi- find a place in your curriculum where you have the most, you know, varied amount of levels, you know, of, mm-hmm. or, or interests or something that, you know, a hole that you're like, how can I meet everyone's needs? And like, this is a good option just to kind of try it and see. You know, I did a writing workshop, but anything working on an essay or something where you can individualize it, you know, try using a playlist so that you can meet those individual needs because we're told we're supposed to. But it's 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 almost impossible without these tech tools, you know, to really to really do that. So I would say look at your curriculum, find a spot where it makes sense to have kids working at their own pace or having choice over what they do, you know, because of levels or interests Mm -hmm. and um, try using that. And a lot of times we're told we're supposed to by administrators who weren't exactly. teaching when this was taking place. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so now world. we've got, you know, I've got all sorts of collaboratives and ESL yeah. kids and all sorts of things. They have different needs. Yes, yes. So look for that hole where you can, instead of, you know, tearing your hair out, try this. <laughs> yeah, I already did that, man. <laughs> and, yeah, and find a partner, find a friend who will help make these with you, because that's always really fun. Yes, yes, that's a great, that's a great suggestion. Well, look, you guys are great. You're always great, Trinos and Heather. You're great too. I just, I just met you what twenty <laughs> minutes ago, but you're great too. Thanks hey, so you. much for taking this this time out, guys. You got to try this uh, playlist, hyperdocs. There's a dynamite concept right there, and it'll, it'll empower your students that was that was this great pause where you guys are supposed to come in and say yeah he's right <laughs> wait wait do you want to record a thing <laughs> hey, All right, ready? hey uh tree notes and, and heather you have a wonderful day up in uh west warwick rhode island 80 degrees you can't mm-hmm. beat that no, no you too thank you you too yeah thanks for having us jim amen sisters see ya <laughs> Bye. So here we are at the What You Can Do Tomorrow section. It's so great to talk to the women of West Warwick. Thank you, ladies. Number one, you want to make a list of at least three activities for your playlist. These could be flip lectures, videos, web quests, writing prompts, research prompts, or any activity germane to your lesson. Next, you want to adapt your playlist to make a version for advanced students and one for students who might struggle. Then, you can steer kids toward the best match. Navigate to the HyperDocs Girls website and choose an attractive template. This website makes the creation of playlists easy. You'll be amazed at your organized and attractive creation. And finally, tomorrow, 
to begin class. Display one of your iTunes or Spotify or Pandora playlists on your smart board and then play some old people music. <laughs> you could even blather some about why this song is meaningful. This is a wonderful and extremely cheesy way to introduce the empowering nature of playlists. There's an old saying that when in Rome, you gotta do like the Romans, baby. So in attempting to engage contemporary young people, use the things they use, like playlists. And good luck tomorrow engaging your students. Show notes for this episode can be found at jamesallensternivant.com. If you enjoy Hacking Engagement, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.